Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage Podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage, and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women, so please support us by donating through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Thank you for tuning in. I have Nicole with me today who experienced an ectopic pregnancy that resulted in surgery and unfortunately also the loss of one of her tubes. This all happened just in May and she's going to share her story with us today. Nicole, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. So take us to the beginning of all of this. Yes. Yeah, so my husband and I have been married for about two and a half years and I guess about... Two years ago, we decided, okay, this is time. Let's um, let's try and get pregnant and and start a family. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't see those instant positive tests. <laughs> um, you're always kind of told that it's very easy to get pregnant, and um, that's kind of what we had expected. So we had tried for several months with no luck and um, kind of in the middle of all of that we my husband is military and we found out he would be deploying so things oh, got wow. yeah it kind of got put on hold we decided to um, not try at the at the moment didn't want to have you know a, a delivery date while he was gone um, but I'm a very proactive person so I decided to to take the time while he was deployed to just kind of have general test run to see, you know, if there was any red flags of why we weren't conceiving. Um, So I went to my doctor who then took me to the reproductive specialist and did blood work. I did a HSG test. Everything was great. Perfect. So it was kind of just wait till your husband gets home and we can check him out. But other than that, everything looks good. So he returned home nine months after his deployment and we got pregnant the very first month. Oh, wow. Which, you know, yeah, it was very, uh, very much a shock, especially because we had tried for about a year before he deployed. So um, got pregnant right away. And um I got my pregnancy, positive pregnancy tests right, right at four weeks. I mean, I was, um, had a few little signs and symptoms, nothing major, but definitely felt a little different, um, really tired and, um, but no nausea or anything like that. So I, I took a a pregnancy test on, I think it was a Thursday morning. I was supposed to start my my period just like two days later but I figured you know all the tests tell you that you can take it up to five days early and it came back negative so um you know that's how it went and then I decided to take one the day that I was supposed to start my period and it had an ever so slight faint line which in my head from googling everything that told me well, you're pregnant. It doesn't matter yeah, how faint the line it's is. There. It's there. Uh, my husband's wasn't quite as convinced, but um, we, so we decided wait two more days, take another. And um, 
So I took a digital one and a, a standard one and they were clear line and pregnant and it was quite an insane moment. Um, so that was right at four weeks, extremely early. Um, and then unfortunately we only had about a week of, of good feelings. Um, at about five weeks I started um, light spotting nothing major. I called, you know, our doctor nurses line and they said not to worry about it. And, um, this was on a Friday and I know that my person is on a Friday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Always. Always. And they just were like, you know, if it gets worse, definitely go to the ER or, or whatnot. But I'm not the type of person that can sit there and wonder for an entire weekend. So um, my husband came home from work early. We went to the the doctor and they did an ultrasound and couldn't see anything. I mean, obviously it was, it was five weeks, so they visually weren't going to be able to see, you know, a pregnancy, but didn't see anything to be concerned about. And, um, sent me on my way. So that was all good. We we told a few friends after that, just really close friends. And then um, we also had um, my husband's parents were coming in town the very next day. So we got to tell them and um, it was really exciting to share that with them. And my husband and I both have older siblings and they each have three kids. So it was kind of this was our first and uh, to just add to the the family, it was pretty exciting. So at this point they did an ultrasound, but they did not notice that anything was in the tubes. Correct. He said, uh, I remember he said that there were, there was fluid, um, I I guess around the tube area, but I don't recall which side, um, but he didn't seem concerned about it. It uh, he couldn't say if it was blood or just right, you know, some other type of fluid. So he really just said, you know, we'll just check your your levels and and make sure they're doubling as they should. Um, so it would be really neat to kind of go back and find out if that fluid was on the the side that I lost the tube on, right. but. Um, yeah, it it's so I, I went back on Monday to get my blood drawn and um they wanted it to be around fifteen hundred, I believe, and it came in at thirteen hundred. So it was almost there. <laughs> so a little lower than and you know, had hoped, but nothing to really still be um too worried about. So I had to go in every two days to have blood drawn just so that they could be on top of it. And um, so when I went back two days later, my levels had dropped um, just a, a few hundred, nothing too crazy, but enough to obviously confirm that it wasn't going to be a viable pregnancy, um, which was, that's awful to deal with in in and of itself. Like you just, yeah. I mean, the I I can't really even describe how I felt in that moment. It was definitely surreal and um, like numb or spacey. 
it, yeah, I think numb was kind. Okay. It's kind of a good a good word for it. It um, I don't. I'm not sure the gravity of it fully had hit me, and knowing that, so then it was okay. Well, now you get to come back about twice a week until your levels um, go back to zero. They said, being that you're just about six weeks along, it's probably just a chemical pregnancy. You'll just have a heavy period and you'll be done. And they just kept telling me it's a chemical pregnancy. Most people don't even know that they're pregnant with chemical pregnancies. And what made them so sure about this? You know, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know if it was just because I was at that six week mark or maybe how low the numbers were or something. Yeah, I'm I'm really not sure, but I kept telling my husband like this isn't a chemical pregnancy no. like and that I is would, 6 weeks either. That's usually like 4 weeks. Yeah. I mean, it can definitely be longer, but it's just interesting to me that they were so set on mm-hmm. like, oh, this is just what it is. Just go home and deal with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it it really did. Just I of course googled everything about chemical pregnancies and everything I read, I just kept telling him that this isn't this isn't that. Um, and you always, I think, have this little glimmer of hope that it will fix itself or change. And um, so like talking with my mom about everything, she had had bleeding in her, her pregnancies. My grandmother did too, like all successful pregnancies. So okay, back of my head, it was like, this is just normal <laughs> for my family. Um, but then the the numbers kept dropping, and at about a week later, I went back for another blood draw, and my levels rose, which just messes uh, with your mind. Completely messes. But they, right. when that happened, they said, "Okay, you know, you're at seven weeks, or would have been seven weeks, your your levels have gone up. So this is pretty typical of an ectopic pregnancy. But they still weren't able to visibly see anything or where it was at. Interesting. So and they did an internal, this is with an internal, yeah, correct? Yeah, huh. internal, okay. um, both times and just they couldn't, couldn't locate it. So they wanted me to have a, um, or suggested to have an MVA, which is a vacuum assistant procedure. And essentially it would take any products or tissues out of my uterus to one, confirm if it's in my uterus or show that it's not in my uterus. And so I had that done at, um, at eight weeks along. So, cause you know, everything takes about a week <laughs> to go. So meanwhile, all this, this eight weeks I've been often on spotting and bleeding and just and working kind of, and or, working. Yeah, yeah. So you're still going about your duties. Yeah. I mean, I have a really fantastic work uh, that was very understanding. If it was just a day I couldn't come in, they were totally fine with it. Oh, and good. I, like I said, I had to have my blood drawn every two days or so. So that took time for me to go get that done. And they were really understanding. I am very lucky. Um, but so I had the MVA and 
that was uh, again on a Friday. <laughs> and so I had to wait all weekend for the results, which did come back Monday that it, uh, there wasn't any product of conception as they say in my uterus. So that I, I guess was the official confirmation that it was ectopic and then I was faced with the decision to get a methotrexate shot or to do a surgery to remove it, um, which was probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make. It, um, I, I wasn't in pain. I know with most ectopic pregnancies, they can be quite painful. And yeah. for um, other reasons, I just, I wasn't. I, I had maybe mild cramping every now and then, but nothing major. Um, the MVA had stopped my bleeding completely. So I went back and forth between the shot and the surgery a million times. I, I did not know what the right option was, and, and obviously no one could tell me, but um, I'm a very definitive answers kind of person. So the surgery ended up being the clear choice for me as far as once you were done with the surgery, like they were able to, you know, visually see everything and remove everything. And just knowing that, you know, in a week or so, you're kind of completely done with it. Whereas with the shot, it can take four more weeks of bleeding and spotting to, to potentially have gotten rid of everything. So that was okay. a little yeah, it was a little bit of a, a hard decision. I was, um, so like I say, I, I ended up going with the surgery. Just, okay. We had a big trip planned in the next month. So <laughs> I figured I needed to be ready to go for that. Um, That's common for a lot of women, especially when it's already been so many weeks. Yeah. I mean, we'd been going through this for eight weeks or, you know, four weeks of, bleeding and stuff and it was just it was nice to have a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel mm -hmm. and and know that that I would be okay that I didn't have to risk a rupture um, the potential for that um, so the surgery just seemed right I mean I did question it as they were wheeling me back into the surgery room I was still like wait is this the right choice but um, I did the surgery and it was really good that I did when they got in there. Um, I was bleeding in my abdomen. So oh wow. They think that I had just been slowly bleeding the whole time, which is why I wasn't in pain. Um, there was pressure letting right, out. Right. Okay. So but you weren't feeling dizzy. You weren't having like any other symptoms of abdominal bleeding kind of a thing no not at all I mean okay. I was pretty tired um but as you are and you know when you're newly pregnant you're pretty exhausted um but other than that I, I felt fine just really just tired um so it, it ultimately was really good that I did this did the surgery because he was able to see Absolutely. that and and that, you know, subsequently meant they needed to remove my tube. 
because okay. it had been damaged from from the bleeding. And um, so they they took it out and everything else looked great and did well. Um, I remember waking up from the surgery and the first question I asked my husband was, did they take away my tube? <laughs> so that's how I found out that I lost it. Just that Did was you just have a sixth sense about it that maybe that was going to happen? Cause that wasn't a conversation beforehand. I, I guess I just, I don't, I'm not sure. I think it was always in the back of my head that with okay. surgery, it was a it's higher, a possibility. yeah, a higher possibility with surgery versus the shot. Uh, but also I, wasn't in pain. I didn't have those kind of traditional symptoms. So I thought it'll be fine. Like it'll be easy. They'll remove it. My tube will be fine. Um, But it wasn't. Okay. So you come out of surgery, you ask your husband, you find out what did that feel like? I mean, I was very much still loopy from the drugs, but it definitely hit hard and the the few weeks you know after surgery I, I felt like I took the loss of the tube a lot harder than the actual miscarriage and I, I couldn't quite understand why that was um, I spent a lot of time trying trying to figure out what my my feelings and emotions were about the whole thing but it had been going on for so many weeks and just so many ups and downs that like I never really had the chance to to sit and process it so the the tube for me was very hard um to just really to take in and just you know curiosity of how that will affect us in the future and um so it was, it was pretty difficult. Yeah, absolutely. So this the surgery was in May, correct? Correct. Okay, so you've had a couple of months. And what what has it been like for you week to week? Do you feel like it's, it's the same? It's getting better? You have different worries? Yeah, I, um, I like I said, I spent a lot of time kind of not really knowing how I felt about it. And my husband and I would try to, to talk about it and I just didn't have the words to kind of express what was going on in my head. Cause I just, I wasn't really sure. So I decided to go to therapy and that was the best decision I could have made um, awesome. it really, yeah, it really helped me just navigate through all the things and all the questions I had and all the, the feelings that I, I didn't even know that I had, um, or, or know how to explain. And it made a really big difference for me. And so going, um, a couple times a month was, exactly what I needed. And so now I'm at a a really great point. Um, I can look back on it and take in that experience and, and some of the, the, you know, the pros of it are my husband and I definitely had not experienced such a a situation or, or 
our life experience together. And um, so within that, we were able to to share that and, and grow from that and learn. And I, I'm appreciative of that. So it's, uh, I'm at a good place now. And we've just started this month, actually, um, trying to get pregnant again. So we took a couple months off. And um, so we've just started trying again, which is exciting and, and scary all at the same time. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm at that point of obviously wanting to be very excited about getting pregnant, but at the same time, nervous that we'll have the same experience or, um, or, you know, miscarry at a later point when we, you know, we have seen a, a heartbeat or, you know, had visuals. And so it's, it's a weird mix of emotions. Definitely. Yeah. But everything you're feeling good other than that, like physically yeah. you feel good. Okay. So, cause that's a lot to recover from. Yeah. The surgery went really well. I okay. took, um, you know, I'd planned to take about a week off from work, but I think I got, went back to work on, so my surgery was on a Friday and I think I went back to work on Tuesday. Oh, um, wow. I was slow moving, but I, it was good to get out of the house and, and to move around. Um, physically, I was just a little sore, but it it was definitely, I, I wasn't bleeding anymore. So that was a, a really pleasant, you know, point to, to finally get past that. Um, so I went back to work and um, kind of light hours, but felt great after about a week I, I was really kind of back to my normal self and um was able to just kind of to to take on life again that's great so going to therapy has kind of i'm sure it's given you a few extra tools to deal with the heaviness and the emotions of this what is the top thing and it and maybe it wasn't from therapy but either you know just that you've learned in general that really helped you grapple with the emotional side of this yeah I for me I I've been fortunate in my life that I have not experienced any grief I've I mean I've lost family members and um but I've never really had this extremely traumatic event in my life. So learning that what I was going through was in fact grief at its core and just being able to look at it in those simple terms of it's okay to, to cry and to not know what to say, that you don't have to have words for everything um, was really powerful to me. And then I think just, the ability to talk to someone who could kind of just help you. And, and she's an, an OBGYN specific counselor. So she deals with this type of thing all the time. And it was, I think that was crucial in just helping me be able to talk about it. So now I um, started, you know, listening to this podcast, especially it's, it's really helpful to hear other women and, and not be shy or scared or ashamed to talk about it. 
So the more I, I can can make it a part of my life, but not necessarily a tragedy, has been really insightful for me. I love that. Yeah. Because that's not, you know, the normal thing that society supports us to do when we have this kind of thing happen. So it's really amazing that you've had that support and been able to experience some release and some healing from that. It's, uh, I think just knowing, unfortunately, how common it it is, um, but that I think anyone that's been through it just wants to to be able to share in that experience with someone else that knows what they're feeling and having resources like this or therapy of, um, or just girlfriends that, that know and just being able to candidly talk about it is, is amazing. And I, I, I hope that that becomes more common. Well, with that, thank you for doing your part to share in that open communication today. Thank you so much for what you do and for having me a part of it. I I really appreciate it. You are so welcome.